Welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, the podcast that brings you through the entire Bible in 260 days. Have you ever wanted to read the whole Bible but struggled to do so? This podcast is meant to help you do it. With five 15 to 20 minute episodes per week, you will hear the entire Bible read to you. There will also be occasional brief notes to help explain context, as well as a concluding question or thought to consider. So welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, your journey through the Bible in 260 days. Welcome to episode 63. Today we begin in the book of Joshua, the story of the conquest of the land of Canaan that God has promised the Israelites as they've left Egypt many years before now. But the theme that we're going to see throughout this is that God is a God who calls people to courageously follow him, to trust him and to follow him even though it may cost. And so let's look at this story of Joshua, Psalm 143, and then Luke chapter 14, where we see this theme played out. Beginning Joshua chapter 1. After Moses, the Lord's servant, died, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. Get ready. Cross the Jordan River. Lead these people into the land that I am ready to hand over to them. I am handing over to you every place you set foot as promised as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert in the south to Lebanon in the north. It will extend all the way to the great river Euphrates in the east, including all Syria, and all the way to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to resist you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not abandon you or leave you alone. Be strong and brave. You must lead these people in the conquest of this land that I'm so- I solemnly promised that their ancestors would hand over to them. I would hand over to them. Make sure that you are very strong and brave. Carefully obey all the law my servant Moses charged you to keep. Do not swerve from it to the right or to the left, so that you may be successful in all you do. This law scroll must not leave your lips. You must memorize it day and night so you can carefully obey all that is written in it. Then you will prosper and be successful. I repeat, be strong and brave. Don't be afraid and don't panic, for I, the Lord your God, am with you in all you do. Joshua instructed the leaders of the people, Go through the camp and command the people, Prepare your supplies, for within three days you will cross the Jordan River and begin the conquest of the land the Lord your God is ready to hand over to you. Joshua told the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, Remember what the Lord's servant commanded you. The Lord your God is giving you a place to settle and is handing this land over to you. Your wives, children, and cattle may stay in the land that Moses assigned to you east of the Jordan River. But all of you warriors must cross over armed for battle ahead of your brothers. You must help them until the Lord gives your brothers a place like yours to settle, and they conquer the land the Lord your God is ready to hand over to them. Then you may go back to your allotted land and occupy the land Moses, the Lord's servant, assigned you east of the Jordan. They told Joshua, We will do everything you say. We will go wherever you send us. Just as we obeyed Moses, so we will obey you. But may the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. Any man who rebels against what you say and does not obey all your commands will be executed. Be strong and be brave. Joshua, son of Nun, sent two spies out from Shittim secretly and instructed them, Find out what you can about the land, especially Jericho. They stopped at the house of a prostitute named Rahab and spent the night there. The king of Jericho received this report, saying, Note well, Israelite men have come here tonight to spy on the land. So the king of Jericho sent his order to Rahab, Turn over the men who came to you, the ones who came to your house, for they have come to spy on the whole land. 
But the woman hid the two men and replied, Yes, these men were clients of mine, but I didn't know where they came from. When it was time to shut the city gate for the night, the men left. I don't know where they were heading. Chase after them quickly, for you have time to catch up to them. Now she had taken them up to the roof and hidden them in the stalks of flax that she had spread out on the roof. Meanwhile, the king's men tried to find them on the road to the Jordan River near the forts. The city gate was shut as soon as they set out in pursuit of them. Now before the spies went to sleep, Rahab went up on the roof. She said to the men, I know the Lord is handing this land over to you. We are absolutely terrified of you, and all who live in the land are cringing before you. For we heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea before you when you left Egypt and how you annihilated the two Amorite kings, Zion and Og, on the other side of the Jordan. When we heard the news, we lost our courage, and no one could even breathe for fear of you. For the Lord your God is God in heaven above and on the earth below. So now promise me with an oath sworn in the Lord's name. Because I have shown allegiance to you, show allegiance to my family. Give me a solemn pledge that you will spare the lives of my mother and father, brothers and sisters, and all who belong to them, and will rescue us from death. The men said to her, If you die, may we die too. If you do not report what we've been up to, then we will show unswerving allegiance to you when the Lord hands the land over to us. Then Rahab let them down by a rope through the window. Her house was built as part of the city wall. She lived in the wall. She told them, Head to the hill country so the ones chasing you don't find you. Hide from there, from them there for three days, long enough for those chasing you to return. Then you can be on your way. The men said to her, We are not bound by this oath you made us swear unless the following conditions are met. When we invade the land, tie this red rope in the window through which you let us down and gather together in your household your father, mother, brothers, and all who live in the father's house. Anyone who leaves your house will be responsible for his own death. We are innocent in that case. But if anyone with you in, in the house is harmed, we will be responsible. If you should report what we've been up to, we are not bound by this oath you made us swear. She said, I agree to these conditions. She sent them on their way and then tied the red rope in the window. They, they went to the hill country and stayed there for three days, long enough for those chasing them to return. Their pursuers looked all around the way, the way but did not find them. Then the two men returned, they came down from the hills, crossed the river, came to Joshua, son of Nun, and reported to him all they had discovered. They told Joshua, Surely the Lord is handing over all the land to us. All who live in the land are cringing before us. Bright and early the next morning, Joshua and the Israelites left Shittim and came to the Jordan. They camped there before crossing the river. After three days, the leaders went through the camp and commanded the people, saying, when you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God being carried by the Levitical priests, you must leave here and walk behind it, but stay about 3,000 feet behind it. Keep your distance so that you can see which way you should go, for you have not traveled this way before. Joshua told the people, Richly consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will perform miraculous deeds among you. So Joshua told the priests, Pick up the Ark of the Covenant and pass on ahead of the people. So they picked up the Ark of the Covenant and went ahead of the people. The Lord said to Joshua, This very day I will begin to honor you before all Israel, so they will know that I am with you just as I was with Moses. Instruct the priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant, saying, When you reach the bank of the Jordan River, wade into the river. Joshua told the Israelites, Come here and listen to the words of the Lord your God. Joshua continued, This is how you will know the living God is among you and that he will truly drive out 
before you, the Canaanites, Hittites, Hivites, Perizzites, Gergesites, Amorites, and Jebusites. Look, the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord of the whole earth is ready to enter the Jordan ahead of you. Now select for yourselves 12 men from the tribes of Israel, one per tribe. When the feet of the priests carrying the Ark of the Lord, the Lord of the whole earth, touch the water of the Jordan, the water coming downstream towards you will stop flowing and pile up. So when the people left their tents to cross the Jordan, the priests carried carrying the Ark of the Covenant, went ahead of them. When the ones carrying the Ark reached the Jordan and the feet of the priests carrying the Ark touched the surface of the water, the Jordan is at flood stage all during harvest time, the water coming downstream toward them stopped flowing. It piled up far upstream at Adam, the city near Zeruthan. There was no water at all flowing to the sea of the Rift Valley, the Salt Sea. The people crossed the river opposite Jericho. The priest carrying the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stood firmly on dry ground in the middle of the Jordan. All Israel crossed over on dry ground until the entire nation was on the other side. When the entire nation was on the other side, the Lord told Joshua, Select for yourselves twelve men from the people, one per tribe. Instruct them, pick up twelve stones from the middle of the Jordan, from the very place where the priests stand firmly, and carry them over with you and put them in place where you camp tonight. Joshua summoned twelve, the twelve men he had appointed from the Israelites, one per tribe. Joshua told them, Go in front of the ark of the Lord your God in the middle of the Jordan. Each of you is to put a stone on his shoulder according to the number of the Israelite tribes. The stones will be a reminder to you when your children ask someday, Why are these stones important to you? Tell them how the water of the Jordan stopped flowing before the ark of the covenant of the Lord. When it crossed the Jordan, the water of the Jordan stopped flowing. These stones will be a lasting memorial for the Israelites. The Israelites did just as Joshua commanded. They picked up 12 stones according to the number of the Israelite tribes from the middle of the Jordan as the Lord had instructed them. They commanded, or they carried them over with them to the camp and put them there. Joshua also set up 12 stones in the middle of the Jordan in the very place where the priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant stood. They remained there to this very day. Now the priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant were standing in the middle of the Jordan until everything the Lord had commanded Joshua to tell the people was accomplished in accordance with all that Moses had commanded Joshua. The people went across quickly, and when all the people had finished crossing, the Ark of the Lord and the priests crossed as the people looked on. The Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh crossed over armed for battle ahead of all the Israelites, just as Moses had instructed them. About 40,000 battle-ready troops marched past the Lord to fight in the Rift Valley plains of Jericho. That day the Lord brought honor to Joshua before all Israel. They respected him all his life, just as they had respected Moses. The Lord said to Joshua, Instruct the priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant laws to come up out from the Jordan. So Joshua instructed the priests, saying, Come up from the Jordan. The priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord came up from the middle of the Jordan, and as soon as they set foot on dry land, the water of the Jordan flowed again and returned to flood stage. The people went up from the Jordan on the tenth day of the first month and camped in Gilgal on the eastern border of Jericho. Now Joshua set up in Gilgal the twelve stones they had taken from the Jordan. He told the Israelites, When your children someday ask their fathers, What do these stones represent? Explain to your children, Israel crossed the Jordan on dry ground. For the Lord your God dried up the water of the Jordan before you while you crossed over. It was like it was just like when the Lord your God dried up the Red Sea before us while we crossed it. He has done this so all the nations of the earth might recognize the Lord's power, and so you might always obey the Lord your God. And so God is making it clear that the people are to follow Joshua and for Joshua to follow him. And it leads us to the Psalm of David, where David cries out for God's help, 
recognizing that God is truly the one who can save him from his enemies. Psalm 143, a psalm of David. O Lord, hear my prayer. Pay attention to my plea for help. Because of your faithfulness and justice, answer me. Do not sit in judgment on your servant, for no one alive is innocent before you. Certainly my enemies chase me. They smash me into the ground. They force me to live in dark regions like those who have been dead for ages. My strength leaves me. I am absolutely shocked. I recall the old days. I meditate on all you have done. I reflect on your accomplishments. I spread my hands out to you in prayer. My my soul thirsts for you in a parched land. Answer me quickly, Lord. My strength is fading. Do not reject me, or I will join those descending into the grave. May, May I hear about your loyal love in the morning, for I trust in you. Show me the way I should go, because I long for you. Rescue me from my enemies, O Lord. I run to you for protection. Teach me to do what pleases you, for you are my God. May your kind presence lead me into a level land. O Lord, for the sake of your reputation, revive me. Because of your justice, rescue me from trouble. As a demonstration of your loyal love, destroy my enemies. Annihilate all who threaten my life for I am your servant. And following Psalm 143, we read from Luke 14, and we hear Jesus as he describes what it means to follow him and to trust in him, the one who can heal and restore. Luke 14. Now one Sabbath, when Jesus went to dine at the house of a leader of the Pharisees, they were watching him closely. There, right in front of him, was a man whose body was swollen with fluid. So Jesus asked the experts in religious law and the Pharisees, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath or not? But they remained silent. So Jesus took hold of the man, healed him, and sent him away. Then he said to them, Which of you, if you have a son or an ox that has fallen into a well on a Sabbath day, will not immediately pull him out? But they could not reply to this. Then, when Jesus noticed how the guests chose the place of honor, he told them a parable, saying, When you are invited by someone to a wedding feast, Do not take the place of honor, because a person more distinguished than you may be invited by your host. So the host who invited both of you will come to you and say, Give this man your place. Then, ashamed, you will begin to move to the least important place. But when you are invited, go and take the least important place, so that when your host approaches, he will say to you, Friend, move up here to a better place. Then you will be honored in the presence of all who share the meal with you. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. He said also to the man who had invited him, When you host a dinner or a banquet, don't invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or rich neighbors so so that you can be invited by them in return and get repaid. But when you host an elaborate meal, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind. Then you will be blessed because they cannot repay you, for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. When one of those at the meal with Jesus heard this, he said to him, Blessed is everyone who will feast in the kingdom of God. But Jesus said to him, A man once gave a great banquet and invited many guests. At that time, at the time of the banquet, he sent his slave to tell those who had been invited, Come, because everything is now ready. But one after another, they all began to make excuses. The first said to him, I have bought a field and I must go and see it. Please excuse me. Another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen and I am going out to examine them please excuse me. Another said, I just got married and I cannot come. So the slave came back and reported this to the master. 
Then the master of the household was furious and said to his slave, Go out quickly to the streets and alleys of the city and bring in the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. Then the slave said, Sir, what you have instructed has been done, and there is still room. So the master said to the slave, Go out to the highways and the country roads and urge people to come in, so that my house will be filled. For I tell you, not one of those individuals who were invited will taste my banquet. Now large crowds were accompanying Jesus, and turning to them, he said, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not carry his own cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. For which of you wanting to build a tower doesn't sit down first and compute the cost to see if he has enough money to complete it? Otherwise, when he has laid a foundation and is not able to finish the tower, all who see it will begin to make fun of him. They will say, This man began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king, going out to confront another king in battle, will not sit down first and determine whether he is able with 10,000 to oppose the one coming against him with 20,000? If he cannot succeed, he will send a representative while the other is still a long way off and ask for terms of peace. In the same way, therefore, not one of you can be my disciple if he does not renounce all his own possessions. Salt is good, but if it loses its saltiness, How can its flavor be restored? It is of no value for the soil or for the manure pile. It is to be thrown out. The one who has ears had better listen. And here we have Jesus making it very clear as he concludes chapter 14 that there is a cost of following him. It's a cost that's worthwhile, but it does cost. And it means that we need to see that there's something more to life than just what we see in front of us so often. And that's something to consider and to think about as we consider what's most important to us in our lives. Thanks for listening to the Bible in 260 podcast. May what you have heard speak to your heart and mind today. The scriptures quoted are from the Net Bible, HTTP, netbible.com, copyright 1996-2019, used with permission from Biblical Studies Press, LLC, all rights reserved. Our theme song for the podcast is The Call by Emily Ruth. You can find The Call and other music by Emily Ruth on Apple Music or Spotify or wherever you find your music.